You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B. Podcast. You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. We're recording this thing at night. The Colts game just ended. Uh, of course, it's a Miles Monday. Um, I don't. I think I'm going to start first. I, I'm not going to claim that I watched the whole game, but the only thing I, I've noticed, what the fuck happened in the fourth quarter? It looked good. From when I tuned into the third quarter, because I'm not going to lie, I kind of fell asleep on the couch because I was up north. Tell what happened. Fuck. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, all fandom aside, the Colts played a really, really good game. Yes, they today. did. They did. It came down to, to injuries. Uh, the major ones that that impacted the game in the fourth quarter uh, was the injuries at corner. Um, I mean, we had guys I've never heard of out there. Um, and, and, and then the injury to, to Rodrigo Blankenship is probably the worst of which, which probably contributed to the miss extra point and the, uh, the miss field goal at the end of regulation, the block kick wasn't his fault. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, injuries, man, injuries. Wow. We, uh, we I thought they were doing good. We I mean, I, I mean, it looked good. Third, like I said, third quarter I tuned in. And because I remember, I think I think I even messaged you on social media. I said this ought to be this would be kind of cool. We're gonna have a positive. We're gonna have a positive episode. And then the fourth quarter, man, it just unravels. It like well, un- it's just, it's the same thing that happened last year, except it was the whole second half last year. And, and you know, it's it's not surprising. I mean, you're talking about one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league right now, aside from maybe Josh Allen. Um, and, and you know. Uh, there was no characteristic of that Baltimore team for the first three quarters. No, not at all. Whether that was the Colts or the Ravens or a little bit of both, most likely. Um, but uh, it, it just – it had that feel as soon as you realized that the Colts were down to three cornerbacks that you can't even pronounce their names and you've never heard of them. These guys were <laughs> elevated from the practice squad. I mean – uh, you pray for one stop, and it just it never came. And it's not going to when you have an expert quarterback like like Lamar Jackson. But yeah, I think fundamentally fuck. it was a good fun, fundamentally is a good game. So, like you said, I think it's injuries. I don't think fundamentally, you know, they played a fucking great game. But like you yeah. said, I think the injuries is what really just came and crept up on them in the fourth quarter. It's not like they were sucking the whole game, and you know, oh my god. But I mean, they were, you know, it was it was going good. So I think. So do you think fundamentally we're 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 still in decent shape, and the injuries is basically what cost us this this loss tonight? Yeah, you know, the big thing is going to be how do they bounce back from this loss? Um, you know, it, it's first of all Carson Wentz. Yeah, my God! I think the biggest reason I hate that this is a loss, other than one, and he was four, doing good. Carson Wentz had a hell of a game. He had over 400 yards passing. Um, you know, he was moving. He had a couple of scrambles, and he even rushed for a few yards. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I mean, he's starting to look healthy, and you're starting to see what this offense can do. And it's not even close to healthy. Jonathan Taylor had a great game. Michael Pittman had a man's catch. Uh, you know, uh, Mo Ali Cox had a good game. We saw Paris Campbell finally have a good game. I mean, the offense was clicking, yeah. And so was the defense until injuries just took over. The only the only place where we struggled today truly was special teams. And and I think uh, I heard the announcer say that that Rodrigo had a hip situation going on. I know. Uh, and I think that was that WTF moment early in the game when. Uh, you know, the punter came out and, and kicked the field goal. And I, I think had that, you know, had that field goal went through, we would have seen, continued to see the punter kick field goals. Right. 
Uh, but because he missed it and we got a second chance, they threw Rodrigo out there and he hit three of four. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I had a laugh because this, this brings me back to when I worked for the Colts. Uh, I saw there were the camera was on the camera was on Wentz and he was having problems hearing. So he was like tapping his helmet. If you remember back in the day at home, excuse me, at home games, uh, Peyton would do that thing where he flap his wings and they would stop. We would stop all the commercials, stop all music. And then they would put the quiet offense at work. And like everybody yep. went quiet. Like I just to have that control over sixty thousand people. And then when I saw Wentz kind of tapping his helmet and kind of holding his ears, I was getting flashbacks to where Peyton was like, you know, flopping like a fucking, you know, like 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 a like a hawk. And then everybody be quiet. I'm like, quiet, offensive work. And everybody was. He quiet. had those fans trained, man. I yes, mean, you he could did. hear a pin drop. Yes, he when did. When the offense was at work. Man. Yeah, I mean, it we was, would be in the middle. Could you imagine match. being a sponsor? You're in the middle of running like a Budweiser commercial, and Peyton can't hear shit, so you're stopping the tape. And you're putting up the graphic that says offensive work, quiet offensive work. <laughs> Could you imagine? I that? mean, but are you going to really question the sheriff? No, no, you're not. You're not. You're really not. I mean, when you're when you're I mean, paying your bills in that stadium. Yeah, when you're doing things like that or whatever, you can obviously get away with that. That's what I always talk about. That when people talk about um, you know, Ocho Cinco and uh, well, who's the other guy, Terrell Owens. I'm like, the 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 NFL. You know, they want you showboating when you're doing stuff, but even then, there's there's a different way to go about it. Payton just had that like. Very sly way, but yeah, he ran it. He ran that fucking show, and I saw that Darius Leonard makes twenty million a year. Is he worth it? Um, you know, he finally started to look like it tonight. It's been a rough start to the season for him. He hasn't had a bad season, but he has had a bad season for a twenty million dollar a year guy. That being said, he's not been fully healthy either. Right. I think he's probably at about 90 percent now, so he's getting close. And he, you know, he had a hell of a game tonight. Uh, but you could just tell he he and the the whole defense was just gassed. Uh, after that fourth quarter, there was just nothing left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, wow. And then the whole time we're watching this, I see Gruden got the boot, or Gruden like quit or got the boot. I mean, dude, those emails will come up and catch it. I mean, you think anybody's going to be upset over this? Of Gruden? Well, the- <laughs> I mean, first of all, someone needs to do a side by side with John Gruden and Hillary Clinton because I think they look close enough like. Uh, <laughs> and the whole emails thing. Dude, something. Uh, dude, I, I can't wait to see what's in these emails because it's going to get leaked or it's going to come out at some point it may be a year or two from now i don't care uh i want to see what was in these emails i mean uh, we know what the overarching theme of the first one was right but we you know and and there might have been something that's come out you know obviously i was tuned into the game and not really checking on the gruden situation um but as, as long as nothing's come out to this point um, you know, who knows what's in the rest of those Man. emails. I mean, they, they opened this dude's email history. And, Pandora's and box everything. Pandora's box is a motherfucker. Now, do you think he's pretty much fucked as far as going back into coaching? Or do you think it's one of those things where, you know, they'll let it, they'll let it sit a couple, you know, they'll let it kind of like sit a couple years and bring it back or he'll do some stupid sensitivity bullshit that he's not going to pay any attention to? Like, do you think this is, this, this is a career ender or do you think this is like a career pause? I, I think it's over, and I think it's over on a grand scale for him because there's there's no way. I mean, if these things are racially charged, and oh, homophobic, yeah. you can't do that. Um, you know, and, and you know, I know they included that he was talking smack about the protest for for the national anthem. I think that that doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form unless no. there's racist comments attached to it. Right? Because I think everybody has uh, but an the opinion on that. The racist comments, the bigotry comments. Yeah. Uh, if they're if they're if if they're as bad as as they're saying that they are. Uh, this guy's never going to work in professional sports or any sports. Yeah, he's not even going to be a, a bad news bears coach, man. I mean, <laughs> he's, there's no possible way he's going to go back to ESPN. They'll, uh, you know, 
Mickey Mouse will have none of that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, so his career in sports is over. And I think a lot of people don't think about that. You know, they, they the, these emails and, and this different forms of electronic communications happens before they get big, man. And there's always a leak somewhere. There's always, and, yeah. and this is just the way it is. I mean, it's just, you know, shit just comes forward and you got to think about it and go, man, dude, like, are you that stupid? Because you don't think about it because when something becomes so commonplace where people think that they can get away with that, you know what I mean? Like in, in your own circle, if you're in the privacy of your own home and you're sharing an opinion with somebody or whatever, that's your business, man. But then opinion starts to like, you know, affect people that you're working with, people that, you know, you're coaching and stuff. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. That's a thing. Here, here's the thing that blows my mind about the whole scenario and look, John Gruden has been notorious for running his mouth. He's said stupid shit before. Yeah. Nothing that was this escalated, especially in the cancel culture that we live in right now. Right. Um, but but like, first of all, how moronic do you have to be to put this in writing electronically stupid. on the Internet? Stupid. And, and secondarily, uh, from a, an account that the NFL tracked, because the NFL is the one that found all the new emails. Right. The NFL sent those emails to the Raiders and gave the Raiders the first chance to take action before they did. Yeah, because it would be a lot more, more embarrassing. The NFL is, is going to probably indefinitely suspend John Gruden. Right, and why would you do that? Because you have, like, you know, maybe his emails, like, you know, j.gruden at NFL Raiders. You know, why would you do that on a company email? Even though you should even do it on a personal email, but, you know, any company tells you that, and you work, you know, you obviously have a day job, I have a day job. There's nothing private you send on that fucking email account. There's uh -huh. nothing, man. It doesn't matter. It could be five years from now. You could have said some stupid shit that just happens to, like you said, with the cancel culture that we're in or whatever, or maybe it fits a narrative that's going on within the organization or whatever, but you just can't say that stuff. I mean, you, you, you can have your, you have your own opinions in your house or whatever, whatever you do in your four walls, but you just can't, you can't bring that. It's, it's in a different, it's in a different era. You just can't, this is not the seventies. This is like not the Archie Bunker era. You know what I mean? This is not, right. the, this is not the Jeffersons and Archie Bunker and Chico and the man, because if you remember back in the day, Norman Lear, he had a different uh, sitcom for, to fit different situations. He had Sanford and son, you know, that, that that was, you know, the African-American uh, dad and, and his son running a junk. So they had like their narrative on, on how they view things. You had Archie Bunker, who was kind of like pseudo racist. And then the Jeffersons moved in. So it's just that's not that era. You just can't sit there and pop no. off like that anymore. You just can't. I mean, back then, I think it was telling it was telling a story of what was yet to come in. And obviously 2021. But man, I, I only saw the groom thing because I think, I don't know, I think I was fucking scrolling through the phone and I'm like, uh oh. And I, I, I knew he was kind of a douchebag anyway, so I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to be crying over it. I don't think anybody's going to be like fucking showing up, coming to his defense because when you do something like that, dude, man, you're on your own. There's not too many people, if any, that are going to come to your defense going, oh man, he's really not the, you just misunderstood him. He's a bad guy. He's got, or, you know, like people say, oh, he's got black friends or whatever. You know, you just can't. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 but seriously, that's the number one thing. You always hear people that, oh my, I've got black friends. Dude, shut the fuck up. You said stuff you shouldn't have said in, in this, in this, in this day and age for an organization. And, and you just can't do that. So I'm depressed. Well, here's, there's, there's, there's two things that really concern me about what the fallout of this is going to be. First of all, just from an NFL like game perspective, from an analyst perspective, like what kind of impact is this going to have on the Raiders? They were, they were playing well. Yeah. Carr is finally coming into his own and playing well, uh, you know, and, and he, 
much like Carson Wentz, you know, has had some mental health issues. So how is this going to impact him, uh, you know, losing his coach? What kind of relationship did he have with John Gruden? Was John Gruden really turning his career around? Yeah. Um, you know, the secondary impact is, is when you see one cockroach, uh, there's there more. are tons more. You turn the light so on, there's what more. What I have to think about now is the NFL is probably going to launch like a double secret G5 classified investigation oh, I'm sure. into every single personnel in the NFL. Yeah, because his lawyers I mean, will call we're for We're talking it. down to the ticket. Oh no, I'm sure business. because I'm sure his lawyers are going to call for it because his lawyers as, as anybody would be like, "Wait a minute, we're not the only ones." Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think I think this is just I think this is just the start of lighting in the powder keg. I think it's going to yeah. be like anything else, you know, much like Hillary's emails, you know, everything else that happens that it's going to be like, wait a minute, this is just the tip. This is just tip of the iceberg. that's about to smack the fuck out of the Titanic. That's what I. Well, the, the only difference between the Gruden emails and the Hillary emails is, is there won't be some globally epic news story that comes out of nowhere to uh, cover the fact that they're investigating it. Yeah, exactly. And then and then he won't end up dead either. So and I did not commit suicide <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, just so you know, Alex and Miles are very much alive tonight, and they will be very much alive tomorrow. If you if you hear anything well, different, we have you heard no it, plans of changing that. You heard it on a, on the podcast service that we spoke out against the system. What the fuck ever. So anyway, thank you for coming on. It was I was still depressed because I tuned in third quarter. I'm like, man, this is going to be a good show because you had actually called for the for for a loss, and I forgot what you said on, on the previous episode. So I'm like, yeah, I go, I go, man, Miles might be wrong. He might be wrong. We might be talking about a victory, and then fourth quarter, man. Woo, I don't it, like you said the injuries caught up to us and before you know it, we're just throwing motherfuckers on the field and then here we are so what are we looking for next week real quick so who do we have next week and what what hope besides the injuries besides the obvious fundamentally do you think they're on the right track yeah I do I mean look this team three weeks ago wouldn't have competed with Baltimore um but the schedule is going to get lighter we've made it through that five weeks uh, sucks that it's at one and four, but with all the injuries we have, we're lucky that it's not zero and five. Um, you know, they 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 played very well in the second half against Miami, and they played very well against Baltimore. So I think I think they're headed on the right track. Uh, injuries aside, right? That's going to tell the tale. I mean, we still have another week or so without Quentin Nelson, um, although his replacement has been killing it. Uh, T.Y. should be coming back soon, hopefully, from the next surgery. Uh, I think he's off IR after this week, or maybe it was last week. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see Braden Smith back soon. Uh, hopefully we get some depth at corner. If not, we're going to have to go out and, and trade for one or sign one or something. We we have got to get depth in the secondary. Uh, but the schedule lightens up. We made it through those five weeks. So we're looking at, you know, the Texans and the 49ers, both extremely subpar teams. The Texans may not win a game this year. Um, hopefully they don't start with one next week, yeah. but they're bad. <laughs> that they're, would really suck. If they won their first bad. game against us, that, God, that would be fucking embarrassing. Yeah, that that at that point, I think you can just go ahead and press the dump <laughs> button. Um, you know, and then following that, we have the 49ers, which is another struggling team. But the week after that is super important uh, because that's the second game against the Titans. That's a must win if we're going to contend for the division since they won the first game. And then the Jets and Jacksonville after that. So four out of the next five, should be W's, um, you know, if, if we can somehow win in Tennessee as well and we don't, you know, make some stupid mistakes against the teams we should beat, uh, we could come out of this five and four and right in the thick of, you know, the maybe not necessarily the playoff race from a wild card standpoint yet, 
um, but more so contending with Tennessee to win the AFC South. Well, let's keep but right going. now we're two games back. So we, I mean, that Tennessee game is literally the biggest must win of the season already. Our fingers are crossed. And I think the only way to lighten the mood is to, to Rick roll our listeners uh, as we go to sign off, because I, when's the last time you heard Rick Astley never going to give you up? I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't too long ago because I was in a bowling alley for a birthday party. Um, was the DJ playing or was it on like some background like fucking... It was just some background music. Um, and shout out, real quick shout out, speaking of that birthday uh, party to, to one of our mutual buddies, Alex Caudill, man. He always talks to me about the show. Uh, yeah, awesome. At least we know we have one listener, so shout yeah. out, brother. We got, one, I mean, we, got, we got stats. That's the thing is because I always ask people like to chime in and I think... I know for some of the people I used to work with back in Indiana, I think they're afraid to tell people that they listen because they're just, you know, because they don't want, trust me, there's more mother. I know who the fuck's listening. <laughs> I know who doesn't want to admit that they're listening. And it's cool. It's cool. I mean, we're just trying to provide a little insight. Sometimes we talk a lot of shit. Sometimes we talk some fact and we kind of just blend it together and then you take what you want from it. And then there you go. So I'm going to throw on some Rick Astley. I'm going to Rick roll everybody. Uh, I know you got to go to bed because I forgot with Illinois, we're an hour behind and I know it's probably past your bedtime. Um, I need my beauty rest, which means I need to go into a coma and then um, we will talk soon. There ain't enough rest in the world. Thanks again. Can't make it through a show without me taking a shot. (laughs) I know I, I, you waited this long. You waited 17 minutes in to get that shot. And so I I appreciate that. So thanks for listening. Sometimes it just has to be a sniper from some distance. It just, it just, it just has to be as long as, as long as that's not actual death involved, we're in good shape. So we're going to Rick roll you. Thanks for listening to the Alex B podcast. Show.